Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Spectrum. I'm your host, Jason Thayer. Each week, I discuss topics related to autism, Catholicism, and pop culture. And this week, because it's because Halloween is tomorrow, I'm going to count down my top 10 favorite horror films. So the reason I picked this topic wasn't just because it was Halloween, but also because I have an interview that I'm waiting on and it isn't ready yet. So since we're in a pinch and since it just happens to be Halloween, I decided to count down some of my favorite horror films. I actually got into horror a little late in life. Um, I scare easily. Don't don't uh, make light of that, please. A lot of people have that problem. I don't scare as much easily nowadays now that I'm older but when I was a little kid I probably wasn't in the best mindset to watch these movies but as I got older I came to enjoy them more and more so um the way I decided to set this up is I'm going to give you just a little bit of what I liked about each movie um some of these are actually going to be pretty old because I tend to like the older movies better than the more recent stuff Maybe it's the fact that they didn't try to push the envelope so much in the old days on some movies. Um, also, I decided that for this purpose of this list, I am going to um, just limit myself to one movie per franchise. So there's only going to be one Friday the 13th movie, one Nightmare on Elm Street, that sort of thing. Um, there's only going to be one version of Dracula. You get the idea. And also, I have to have seen the movie and liked it. So if I haven't seen it yet, then you probably won't see it on the list. Also, if I didn't like it, it won't be on the list either. So stuff like, I mean, so like, for example, I still haven't seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that won't make the list. But let's see what does make the list. Okay, so, starting at number 10, The Lost Boys. One of the horror movies from the 80s. Um, I believe Corey Feldman is in this one. Um, This is the one with the teenage vampires in San Francisco, I think it is. Yeah, that's the one. And it has that great song, The Killing Moon, by Echo and the Bunnymen in it. And it was done by Joel Schumacher before he did Batman Forever. So, this movie is just a lot of fun. Um, I think Kiefer and Corey, I think Kiefer Sutherland plays a pretty good vampire in it. Um, Yeah, it's got some of the goofy stuff that Schumacher is known for, but it's also a pretty decent movie all around. And and it's probably, and it's a really good one to watch. It's probably one of the best vampire movies I've seen. Number nine, Dracula. I'm yep. I'm going old school here. Um, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the Bram Stoker Dracula that um, Francis Ford Coppola did because I haven't seen that yet. The only Dracula movie I've seen is the original. Is the Bella Lug- oh, and I've also not talking the Hammer Horror ones. Although I did like those, but if I'm going to pick a Dracula movie that I liked best, I'm gonna go with Bella Lugosi. 
probably the most famous American actor to play Dracula in the 1930s. I like the I love the music for this one that I think that's that Swan Lake film has I mean score I mean Tchaikovsky piece has become so iconic for Dracula as an example. I mean as a result of this movie. Um by the way, this is not the the movie that gave us the famous line I never drink wine or whatever that line is. Um but he did say the creature of the night line. That line is in the movie. But yeah, Drac Bella Lugosi was just was born to play Dracula. This was the war the role that he would be associated with, even though he did other stuff too. But this is the one that he gets the most notoriety for. Uh number eight, Friday the thirteenth. I'm gonna go with part five for this one. Um I like the progression that we get into with the uh, Friday the 13th movies. We start with the mother and then we get and then in the sec from the second movie on up, we get a slow progression of um Jason's development into the hockey mask wearing cycle that we know and love today. And I like Friday the 13th part 5 because that's the one even though it's got the lying title the final chapter, it's not the final chapter, obviously, because they'll because that's one thing I've learned about horror films is never believe them when they say it's the final one because that means I mean because they will make more. And uh, I also like the Jason versus Freddy thing, but I'm not putting it here because that's kind of a special thing. But Friday the Thirteenth Part Five has some really good moments with um. The girl that's got the psychic powers. Um, it's just a really fun movie. I haven't seen past part five. I've seen the other four. Um, so I'm going to get around to those and see how those work out for me. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon comes in at number seven. If you were to ask me who my favorite universal monster would be, it would definitely be the Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, maybe it's the fact that Lagoons aren't that different from swamps, and I'm from Louisiana, although technically he's a Florida monster. But, yeah, I do like this one best. Um, I have seen the other two creature movies. They're okay, but but I gotta go with the first one because that's the... Because that one really does the best job of setting the mood and... The others kind of lose their way. I mean, I, I like the second one a little bit, but I like the first one best of all. Uh, number six. Gotta go with another classic here, Night of the Living Dead. Now, I haven't seen past Night of the Living Dead. I just watched it for the first time last year, and I thought it was pretty good. The final scene in the mall was just equal parts ridiculous and equal parts fun, and Even though Roger Corbin didn't have the best budget for his movies, he knew how to make good ones, make it make it work, and he did some good here. This is probably one of the best examples of the so bad it's good type movie. Um, next up at number five is Cabin in the Woods. One of um, the movies from the guy who created Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, this is the only movie I think that I can think of that he actually did good with. 
Um, I didn't really like the Buffy the Vampire Pirate Slayer movie, and I know I should, I mean, so I never watched the series. I know I should probably have just not, have not judged it but that way, but that's the way it works for me. I didn't know that the movie was the bad way to do it. But Cabin in the Woods just runs on people doing stupid things, and that's always a fun thing for horror movies, is when everyone does stupid things, and just the setup that they have to do it to appease the gods is just an interesting way to do it. And... It's just a really fun movie, and I really enjoy it. Um, next up is Nightmare on Elm Street. Gonna go with part three, the Dream Warrior, the one that's got Patricia Arquette in it. I love the way she stands up to Freddy in it. And even though, yes, I know the Freddy movies always end with you thinking that they that Freddy lost, but then he always turns around and pulls a fast one on you, and it turns out they that he didn't lose at all. Now, I've only seen the first one and the third one. I am going to try to fill in the gaps, even though I've heard that the second one is the worst. I feel like I should see it anyway. Um, so I should feel like maybe I should see it for myself and see if um, my opinion changes. Next up is another franchise one. Um, actually, this year I watched all of the first five Halloween movies. I have not seen the ones past five the Revenge of Michael Myers. Um, yes, I've even seen The Season of the Witch, the only one that Michael Myers does not appear in. Also, the one that only one that Donald Pleasence does not appear in since there's no Michael Myers to go after. He doesn't need to exist either in this one. This is just a completely different movie. But out of all of them, I like the first one best, even though Laurie Strode's uh, final battle with Michael Myers in the movie is... Kind of, kind of ridiculous for me. I, I thought it was kind of ridiculous that she fell off of the stairs and she didn't even break her leg. She wasn't even limping when she got when she ran away from when she ran off from Michael Myers. But it's still a good movie. Number two is a Rio classic that I that I enjoy so much that I've been re, that I make it part of my annual. Halloween celebration. Thankfully, Turner Classic Movies plays it every year, and that is Freaks. Freaks is a movie about some sideshow people, and yes, these are, and this is back when they didn't have a lot of good special effects, so luckily they actually managed to find some people from circuit sideshows who actually did have these conditions. We even have some real Siamese twins in the story. Um, some other deformities we got some, and disabilities too. We got some dwarfs, I mean dwarfism people too. Um, and I just like how this turns the whole beautiful people are the good people thing on its head. And it's the freaks who are actually the good people and the beautiful people who are actually bad. And, of course, that famous One of Us chant has been parodied and has fallen into pop culture. And this is where it comes from, even though people tend to kind of get the order of the lines wrong. But it's not nearly as bad as the I never drink wine bit. 
Um, before I get into number one, let's do some honorable mentions um, that I feel just aren't... I mean, while they're my favorites, I just couldn't... I had to narrow it down to ten. So I'm going to throw in some honorable mentions just to kind... Just to... Just to do things right here. Um, so, so, so my honorable mentions before I get to number one are Gremlins. Not I mean, just the first one. The second one overdoes it. They never. They really didn't need to do a second one, in my opinion. Alien also goes in. Aliens, the second Aliens movie, goes in there as well. With um, I really love the design of the xenomorph, and I like that that the stakes are raised a bit by having more people involved instead of just Ripley. I like it. I always like it better when the Aliens movie is better when it's when Ripley has other people. To watch out for instead of just herself. Um, Alien Three is also good too, but I'm but I like the Alien Two best. I mean the second Aliens best. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show also gets gets the nod. Um, I've only seen that movie once, but I did enjoy it. Um, I think it's probably Tim Curry's best movie next to Clue. And um, if Psycho counts, we can go ahead and put that in the honorable mentions as well. But my number one pick would have to be The Exorcist because that's the one that scared me the most. Um, and it's also, and I'm maybe it's because I'm Catholic, but yes, I am really. I mean, I think the uh, touch up the topic of exorcisms is one that. I find fascinating, and really, after this one, I decided I just didn't need to watch any more exorcism-themed movies. I haven't even seen the sequels to this one, and I'm told that I don't need to bother. So, I probably won't see them sometime. But yeah, The Exorcist is probably the best horror film I've ever watched. Um, I love the scariness of it. I love the mood setting. The movie does go a bit on the long side. I did not watch the director's cut. I watched the original version. And of course, I liked Tubular Bells. Even, I've, I've listened to the whole Tubular Bells, not just that little bit that we get in the movie. And it's a very interesting piece. Um, I haven't listened to anything else my Goldfield did. Maybe I should check out some of his other music too. But yeah, The Exorcist gets my nod for the number one best horror film I've ever watched. Um, I might do another list of uh, other horror films that I've enjoyed when it kind of do an update of this. Sometime, we'll see. So let's go ahead and stop here and um, tell you guys what's coming soon. Give you guys some special announcements for what I'm doing the next time. So this has been the Catholic Spectrum. Um, next week there will not be an episode. And that's because I'm going to family reunion. In fact I haven't made plans past the reunion. Because of one, because of uh, waiting for an interview. In the meantime. If you want to find past episodes of the Catholic Spectrum. You can Find them on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. My email address is RadicalEdwardJWT at gmail.com. My Facebook handle is Jason Thayer. My amino handle is Rock Lobster. You can follow me on Discord. Look for Radical Edward. That's a capital R and a capital E. And the hashtag 7592, I believe, is the number. I'll have to check it again, but I think that's right. Um, please share this around. Please write a review. And remember, everyone, normal is just a setting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. And happy Halloween. <laughs>